This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Time now for us to catch up for our regular fortnightly corridor with Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Aaron, good to have you with us. Are you there, Aaron? I am. Ah, oh, there we go. We've got you now. Um, Aaron, uh, like many households, I imagine, this morning, uh, you are in a whirlwind of, of getting back to some sort of normality in terms of school life and all the rest of it. Yeah, very exciting uh, in this household. Uh, different reasons for different people. Uh, the idea that schools are open again uh, today, it's, it's been a, a hard road for quite a few people, I think, over the last few weeks. Um, looking after and teaching children as well as trying to manage some kind of uh, working from home. Um, but you know, I also acknowledge that it's not a time without anxiety for parents and, uh, and teachers. We're not in a, a zero-risk uh, environment, but it's, um, it, it's certainly good to have the gates open again, uh, even if uh, we can't necessarily go inside them. Uh, return to level two, but of course not level two as we previously knew it. There is, um, you know, a sense out there, isn't there, that that the sooner level one or some variant of it comes, the better, particularly for our local businesses and hospitality. Yeah, there are um, there are certainly differences. Uh, to the last time we were in this uh, situation, which reflects the uh, the greater degree of risk that's posed to us by the uh, by the Delta variant, uh, and, and as you say, uh, it's great that more businesses can uh, open in level two than they can in level three. But the the restriction on numbers for uh, indoor uh, gatherings is certainly challenging, particularly for uh, for larger spaces. Um, who can only take or only have fifty people or or fewer uh, on their uh, on their premises? So, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, this is better than it was uh, in level three, but uh, it certainly would be good to be able to have a, a, a greater capacity, um, particularly in, in in hospitality. And so, you know, thinking of uh, thinking of them, not just you know, our our economic well-being isn't the only thing that is uh, challenged by uh, level two restrictions, and similar uh, there are similar issues for for church groups and, and faith communities whose numbers remain uh, curtailed uh, in a in a level two environment. Um, we we don't know what level one will look like. It'll likely to be uh, different to to last time as well. But uh, one would uh, one would assume that. Those sorts of risks around uh, indoor gatherings um, will um, will be will be managed. I mean, and again, uh, we're in the same situation as as we were uh, around uh, funerals and, and tangihanga. You can only have uh, 50 people or fewer, and, and that's a really hard conversation for people to have to have in terms of limiting the number of people that can gather to. Grieve uh, loved ones who have passed uh, have passed recently. Criminal is how Sir Ian Taylor is describing the Dunedin City Council decision uh, not to boost funding for the embattled New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame, and of course earlier a decision taken that uh, the Dunedin City Council wouldn't lead any efforts to um, find a creative solution to the problems there. Your response to that claim? Oh, Surian is is 
uh, welcome to his opinion. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, a year goes by without a grand vision of his that he wants the city to pay for. But the the city uh, voted, well, the council voted unanimously uh, last week, uh, as you say, to withdraw from uh, the the expressions of interest process. Uh, it's fairly universally accepted, including by the uh, the trust that run the current facility presently, uh, that for it to be uh, sustainable in any kind of enduring way, uh, the Sports Hall of Fame requires a significant uh, investment and uh, and reimagining, and and we've we've seen some of those ideas. I don't know if the 1936 Summer Olympics uh, is the event that I would reach for to valorise, but. You know, there are big ideas about what it could look like, uh, and, and council would uh, certainly work with uh, any collective or groups or individuals that, that wanted to uh, get something like that off the ground. Uh, we uh, don't have the appetite uh, to take on that project and to run uh, another uh, institution, um, particularly when we already have uh, galleries and museums in the city that struggle with the level of funding that they are provided um, to to run and uh, and and support our, our wider community outcomes secondly whether or not um, giving them a, a hundred k uh, between now and the end of the year uh, would have made a, a significant difference uh, I don't know but the the reality is it was it wasn't in uh, our budget and would have had to be carved out from uh, other uh, economic development projects. And, you know, we need to make these sorts of decisions in a strategic way where that's weighed up against you know, any number of other areas that we could invest in in terms of the economic well-being of our city. Um, this kind of uh, ad hoc decision-making uh, outside of our uh, usual budget-setting processes isn't a particularly a strategic way, <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, of, of having those uh, discussions. Um, you know, there's a a, a great um, um, interest uh, in the at the council and, and in the city for the facility to remain here. And I'd love to see it uh, redeveloped. Uh, what the council uh, didn't have the appetite to do was uh, was to, as you say, lead that process and uh, and do that work. It seems very unlikely that it will stay here now, though, right? Well, that's that's entirely up to uh, the the community at large. But there was a, a limited number of of uh, parties that were invited to participate in the process in the beginning. It wasn't uh, it wasn't thrown open uh, more more widely. Um, but as I say, we're happy to work with uh, and. And look to support anyone in the in the community. I mean, we we fund countless events and community groups and facilities, and all of them uh, are expected to have generated uh, their own uh, revenue, whether it's public or private money. And uh, the Sports Hall of Fame hasn't managed to do that, particularly since uh, Sport New Zealand uh, pulled their uh, funding, which. Um, and you can take that uh, to mean uh, what you will, but it's always going to struggle if if that money can't be found anywhere other than uh, the city council and and the ratepayer. It was your casting vote uh, that prevented the one hundred thousand dollar boost that was being sought. What would that one hundred thousand dollars have meant for the museum? 
Well, that's not a question that I can answer. That's a question that they can answer. And and it certainly uh, wasn't responding to a, a request uh, by them. It was a, a figure put up um, uh, by a, a by a councillor uh, in that uh, in that debate. And um, much has been made of uh, the use of the casting vote. And that we only we had an even number of people present at that meeting, but uh, ultimately it failed because it couldn't get the support of a majority of elected members, which is exactly how we make uh, all of our uh, decisions. And, and and I think, I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about meetings that were held in, in non-public, but I think it was a, a really constructive and robust discussion uh, that we had, one of the, the, the better uh, debates and how the vote fell at the end of it. Turning to funding for different matters and... There was general consensus in the southern part of the country that funding for roading and maintenance in this area uh, came out a little better than uh, you were expecting. Your views on that? Yeah, the the National Land Transport Plan was released this week, which is effectively uh, Wakakotahi, the transport agency, saying these are the things uh, that we are going to uh, fund over the next three years. So uh, they they fund uh, all of the uh, state highway network, uh, but also uh, fund roughly half of uh, all of our uh, transport network um, uh, in the in the city. Which means that um, what we do to a large extent is dictated to by uh, by their priorities and their budgets. Uh, more importantly, and they've spent. Just lost you there, Aaron. Actually, uh, you're fading in and out a wee bit. Me? Yeah, got you back. Back there we go. Yep. Ah, great. So, so they've spent the best part of a of a year really um, doing their level best to uh, soften any expectations. Uh, the uh, Wakotahi and the transport agency are, are funded largely through fuel tax, and we know that um, having been in and out of lockdown, particularly in Auckland, people haven't been driving around so much. There is less money available through that mechanism uh, and so there's less money uh, to be reinvested uh, in, in transport. Um, so while there's certainly um, more money that's been made available for things like uh, road maintenance and repairs than we anticipated, um, it, it's mostly a function of us having very low expectations. Uh, we're still working through the uh, the detail of the, of the plan at large and, and there'll be more on that in the coming weeks, um, but uh, it has uh, prioritised uh, all of our uh, significant um, transport projects uh, in the city, many of which we funded through our 10-year plan, um, including uh, the, the Shaping Future Dunedin transport work uh, and and the upgrade work and safety work in, in George Street as part of the Central City Plan, so it's good to see those. Uh, still there, um, but as with all of these things, uh, the devil is in the detail, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll work through that um, over the over the coming weeks. Finally, Aaron, from roading to parking, I know parking is something you always love to have a good chat about. Um, interesting to see that Dunedin City Council's been talking about the possibility of the Great King Street car park being opened for after-hours parking for Dunedin Hospital staff, and there's some working through, as you say, of the detail of that. Wouldn't the very fact that those discussions are going on indicate that there is 
this ongoing question of how parking is going to be managed, particularly for the staff working at that hospital and, and what also, therefore, would that mean for those staff who are working through the daytime? Yeah, and this isn't, I mean, this isn't new. This is something that's been uh, floated for a long time. Uh, but I think it's it's important to note the differences in need uh, between um, uh, shift workers that are working during the day and shift workers that are working at night. So you know, there are more pointed safety and, and security issues for night shift staff, you know, you, you don't want people necessarily having to, to to walk long distances in the dark to get to wherever they've managed to park or wherever they choose uh, to park in the middle of the night. And so having a facility like uh, the Great King Street Park uh, car parking building, which is in close proximity to the hospital, uh, overnight when there is, uh, um, well, currently no demand because it's closed, obviously, overnight, uh, is a is a logical solution to that problem, um, but certainly you know any uh, major employer operating in the city centre, whether it's the the council or the hospital or the university, uh, have these uh, have these same challenges, and and ultimately the the goal is to reduce the or provide alternatives uh, for people um, to to driving in and parking in the middle of the city uh, so that space can be made available for people who who, who have no alternative uh, or, or do need that space so you can prioritise and allocate the resource uh, according to need. But uh, it's, it's good to see uh, some traction uh, around the, the, the safety issues in particular that have been raised with us uh, over a number of years uh, by, by um, hospital staff. All right, Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins, appreciate the time you've given us this morning uh, to have a conversation, uh, as you do every fortnight here on the Awesome Morning Show. I'll let you go and get uh, the school run organised. Uh, as uh, Find that lunchbox. Indeed. Many thanks. We look forward to catching up on a fortnight. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.